The Minnesota Twins. Did you know that the Minnesota Twins were in first place from the middle of April into August and briefly just before Labor Day? It's true. A lot of things went right for the Twins in 2022. And yet, they didn't make the playoffs and they finished with a losing record. So some things went bad. We're going to do an autopsy on the Minnesota Twins and take a look at who won the MVP. Spoiler alert, it was not a member of the Minnesota Twins. But this is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're here today. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Check out my lower third if you watch me on YouTube. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer, and I have been a stand-up comedian, a writer, a filmmaker. I've done a lot of things. I've also been a baseball podcaster for the last decade, and I've been a member of the Lockdown Podcast Network. For the last four seasons, I'm looking forward to five. Uh, uh, presuming that Twitter exists and it hasn't become the opening of the arc sequence at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, then uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm locked on MLB Pods. We're also on Instagram in case Twitter blows up. Same handle. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, as I mentioned before, we're going to talk a little bit about the Minnesota Twins today, but. I must say, I am not the most qualified person to talk about the Twins, but you know what? No one else is going to help me, so therefore I better do it on my own. Wait a minute. I see someone's logging into the site here. Who is that? Who is this person logging in? It It is <laughs> Nash Walker from Locked On Twins. I realized I forgot to say your name in the teaser, so I decided to pretend <laughs> I was doing this solo just to confuse you. Like, wait, is he going to even bring me aboard? No, Nash Walker, Locked On Twins, is here. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Yeah, Sully, thank you. It's good to be back. It's been a while, and last time we talked, they were in first place, so yeah. they're not anymore. I don't know. The season ended. I don't know if you saw, but they finished in third, which yeah, uh, they finished ugly. ugly. Five hundred record. Yeah, uh, I I was patting myself on the back that I thought the Twins were going to make the playoffs as a preseason prediction. I predicted them to be in a wildcard team. Now, one of the reasons I thought they were going to be a wildcard team was that I felt that the uh, uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees didn't have the pitching to go to the playoffs. I was half right. Uh, and I liked a lot of what I saw from Minnesota going into this year. Um, and between – and I'm going to go to baseballreference.com, the single greatest website – in the history of the planet, it Earth. really is. It really and is. And I will. I'm going to point out something here. Wait, where did I just had this page open? Um, the Minnesota Twins first went. You know, I got to reopen it. Sorry, I, I, um, I, I'm on Zillow. I'm looking at houses in can. Um, <laughs> you think I'm joking? Um, um, that the okay. Here we are. Uh, the Twins uh, were in first place by themselves on the 24th day of April yes. when they got a walk-off victory, walk-off home run against the Chicago White Sox. 
They stayed alone in first place with their lead as big as five games in June. And they were tied, but they kept they held on to it, built the lead back up to four and a half in early July, and fell out of first place in August, on August 10th. So that's all of May, all of June, all of July, half of April, half of August, and then climbed back into a first-place tie on September 4th when they uh, defeated the New York Yankees. uh, 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 No, the Chicago White Sox, sorry, 4-1. to After that, they were a... They uh, lost 20 of their last 30 games, which was the worst record in the American League during that time. Nash Walker, thoughts? It was ugly, Sully. <laughs> it was ugly. Everything you said is true, and it was harder to watch. It was uh, it was a crumbling. There were, there were a lot of injuries involved in the season, and I always say, uh-oh, we lost <laughs> We lost them. I'll go on. No, as soon as I was, give you, I was trying to give you for the viewers. <laughs> oh, to, I'm so, okay. I was trying to give you a close up. Oh, this is the TV Emmy-nominated television producer. Okay, I always say every year the Twins sometimes are a Byron Buxton injury away from the season crumbling, and that happened in 2021. It happened really early in 2021, but as soon as Byron got hurt in 2022. That felt like with all the other injuries, Alex Kirilov, Sonny Gray was on and off the injured list multiple times. You know, Tyler Malley came over at the deadline. He's hurt basically immediately with a shoulder problem. He doesn't pitch the rest of the year. And Byron getting hurt in the middle of all that, that's just such a a blow to the team. Like, that's the biggest blow you could have, I think, for the Twins is when when he's hurt. And that happened. And, you know, I'm not surprised that things went really downhill. I'm surprised it was as bad as it was. But I'm not surprised that after Buxton gets hurt, and this happens, you know, year after year with him, as soon as he gets hurt, things tend to take a turn. And I, I said in 2021 when they finished in last place, you know, this team is an, a Byron Buxton injury away from like being in last place, and that's that's what happened. And it kind of happened again in 2022. Well, I mean, I had the mentality. By the way, uh, Spencer is in our chat room. How you doing, Spencer? Josiah hey, Walker. And uh, you know, say what's up, guys? What's up? Here's why I had high hopes for Minnesota going into this year. They were a 100-win team in 2019. Yep, They won the division in the truncated 2020 season. They were a playoff team in 2017. And I thought that the outlier was 2021. I thought that that was a year where the injuries just kind of took them out at the knees. The White Sox were just better and, you know, stayed healthier in 2021, won the division that year. And I just felt like, do you know what? Uh, I don't think they were as bad as the team was. And I thought adding Correa, adding a big star to that team, beyond the fact that he is a fine player and, and, and you know, talented and everything, I also thought that maybe psychologically, knowing that the organization is behind the team, to say, hey, look, no, 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 we're not going to tear it apart. We think you're good. We mm-hmm. think you're good. We think you have a shot. I mean, I, I admired the Twins for going for it. I admired the Twins for not tearing it down and said, wait a minute, where are the AL Central? There's no juggernaut in this in this division. Yep. Let's try to win this darn thing. And between April 
like, you know, look at they're tied for first going into Labor Day Monday. That's almost all you can ask for a team that had a losing record the previous year. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I mean, they just if I'm not mistaken, they lost all their games to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. And ugly. They I'm I'm almost certain they outscored Cleveland. Uh they either outscored Cleveland or they had like a minus five run differential, something along those lines against Cleveland. They lost ugly, like late blowing leads over and over and over to Cleveland. It was really, really painful to watch. Like those games, those games hurt. I have to say, I and I, I may have I can't remember if I had you on. Um, I know I I know I mentioned this in one of the the locked on MLBs I did. Forgive me, I do a few of them and sometimes they blend together in the old cranium. <laughs> hey Jace Pierre, how you doing? Uh, hey, where's your I'm gonna put Jace up there. Jace just gives us the the hand clap emoji. <laughs> hand clap emoji. The singular clap. Yep. We appreciate the, you. Uh, Citizen Kane in the booth uh, <laughs> applauding. Yeah, I like to keep my references really tight and current. Um, but I, I didn't have really as much as I'm a, I love Francona mm-hmm. and, you know, and part of me would have loved to have seen the, uh, just the wonderful irony of the, uh, of Cleveland winning a world series, the year they changed their name. Um, I, I have no ill will towards the Minnesota twins, nor the white Sox, nor the Cleveland guardians. And so what I wanted to see when I saw, wow, the Twins and the Guardians are tied. The White Sox are breathing right down their neck. This is, and there's no room for a wild card there. This is going to be an absolutely wild final month Mm -hmm. in that AL Central. And essentially that's where Terry Francona won manager of the year because said, no, it's not. (laughs) We're going to just club everyone. We're going to win with a week to spare. I have to say this. I'm surprised Rocco Baldelli survived. Mm. I, I think uh, other fans are with you. Other twin, Twins fans are with you. Not everybody, but I think this front office and Baldelli are together as one. And I, I believe that. And Derek Falvey said after the year, president of baseball ops, he's a big part of what we do. It was a quote along those lines. And I think those Baldelli in the front office will be as one, whether they come in the door they go out the door I think it's going to be as a unit and you know right now the front office is is still is still in Minnesota after back-to-back losing seasons and I think this is a big year for them it's a big year for Baldelli I think they recognize that which is why this offseason is is so crucial for them well look at even though they had this huge collapse you know they have security that they know they're going to be back there and they they, they're going to be home and they're going to have security and when I think about home and security, I think of Simply Safe. Sully, if, thinking, you, if you've you been, so tell me, tell me what your thoughts are. Simply, I'm Safe. so excited about this. I had to take over. I'm so okay. excited. If you've thought about securing your home, Sully, with home security, or anybody listening, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Lockdown MLB listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system. For 50% off, this is their biggest offer of the year. You won't want to miss it in an emergency. 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. They capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system 
we recommend. That's Sully and me. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe, Sully. It's good to know that. Yeah. Hey, uh, Spencer, who's a loyal fan here, said, even as a Royals fan, I have no hard feelings towards the Twins, which they could be the star of the division. Yeah, I feel that way, Spencer, about the Royals. I don't have any hard feelings toward the Royals. I went to Mizzou. Uh, I got a lot of Royals fan friends from Mizzou. So if it wouldn't be the Twins, I I would hope it would be the Royals. I don't like the White Sox at all. Uh, Cleveland, when they're good, they're they're annoying and tough too. But the White Sox... uh, they're, they're the team I disdain, I would say. I hear you. I get it. No, I get it. No. I totally get it. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say a couple things here, then we're going to try to break down what they could do moving forward. So we're going to we're under the assumption that they're not going to go sign Joe Madden to be the manager, that you got Baldelli is locked in with his front office, and they're, they're going to try to roll the dice right now. Um, by the way, just so we're resetting, we are doing a crossover with uh, Locked on Twins with their host the late heath ledger um <laughs> same birthday Reborn really you uh, yeah you know look at uh, you just looked like him right there and <laughs> for that i just have to say i wish i could act like him rest in peace i wish i could why? act like him. so yeah. serious oh excellent the best ever oh nash i wish i could quit you but anyway <laughs> um back at welcome to locked on the late heath ledger um so I, I have to say this, okay? I really want the Twins to make two key decisions going forward. And this doesn't involve any major acquisitions or anything to knock over the apple cart in terms of how they're building the team, okay? Yep. At home, red jerseys. Mm. I like the red jerseys. Put some blue piping down the front so it doesn't just look like a pajama top. But I like the red jersey with the TC. Yep. Get red helmets. Get red helmets. Okay? Tony, let's give the folks a visual, huh? I think I just... I, Nash Walker just left the podcast. Here we go. Okay. Okay, okay there you go. Uh, that's my favorite home jersey for them. Yeah. But I want along the front here to have the blue piping down the front. Okay? Yeah. But I love the red. And I love the red hats. Okay? Yes. On the road, powder blues. Yeah. Powder blue it. Blue and dark blue cap. Okay. I drives me bananas when people wear the powder blues at home. Mm. The Phillies wore the powder blues at home. Toronto wears the powder blues at home. Those road unis. Those are road unis. And this isn't just for aesthetics. Okay. It's like if you're at a bar and TV's on with the game. Who's playing such and such and such and such? And then you sort of see who the home team is. And if they're wearing their powder blues and they're the home team, you think, oh, that's the road team. It screws up my equilibrium. So 11.30 a.m. tomorrow at the Mall of America, I will be down there. The Twins are are rebranding. Did you know that? New unis, new brand. So it's coming tomorrow at 11.30, the big reveal. So you got to keep an eye on the Twitter sphere if it's still around. I, well, there's no Twitter, but, but we'll check on uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll check us out on MySpace at yeah, Lockdown MLB. We're at yeah. Friendster. Um, we're at Google. What's a Google 
Did they try to hang out? We got Google Hangouts, Slack, MySpace. What was the name of the dude? Was it Tom from MySpace? Yes, Tom. He won. He won. He did. Because Mark Zuckerberg turned out to be uh, a... a, Brutal. Yeah, doing all this stuff. Elon Musk blew up Twitter. And uh, Tom from MySpace cashed out. He did. Made out like a bandit. He made out like a bandit. Yeah, and and you know, when everyone was on MySpace, it wasn't this nasty. It was just like we were just showing pictures of our food. <laughs> no one was toppling governments. We were saying, "Oh, did you? Did anyone see Heroes last night? Oh, Scrubs was funny." Twitter's you know? nasty. I agree. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of nasty, the twins. Um, <laughs> what do they need to do? Just realistic, short term. Because this is obviously not a bad team. Yeah. This was a good team that had a bad finish. They were one month away from being a playoff team. So obviously this is not put two sticks of dynamite in and blow them up. Obviously, shocker, they have a hole at shortstop. Mm -hmm. But what do you think they need to do that's realistic that could make up the ground against Cleveland, who, albeit a talented team, it's still a very young team, still a team that could regress and has a payroll slightly higher than the staff of Locked On MLB right now. <laughs> so it's not like they have to leapfrog the Dodgers or the yeah. Astros at this point. Yeah, it's it's a critical offseason, as I said, but this is the deepest the rotation has been since this front office took over. There's no yeah. need for a Dylan Bundy. There's no need for Jay Happ. There's no need for Chris Archer. They're going to go and, and hopefully they'll go out and get they'll get another starter. I think that's a good bet. But Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, Kent is back next year. So that's, you know, it's a deeper rotation. That's a bunch of twos and threes, I would argue, and maybe a four in there, but it's a deeper rotation than they've had. They got three prospects who debuted last year, Louis Varlin, Simeon Rhodes Richardson. I feel like they're going to be in a really good spot from a depth standpoint. And I think moving into next year, they're missing that ace. They're missing that frontline starter and they're missing their shortstop. And this is a class that's interesting at the top of the, the, the starting pitching market with the Grom and Verlander and Rodon. And then there's kind of that big drop off. I don't know if they'll get an ace via free agency. I don't even know if they'll get a frontline starter via trade, but I would say Correa is the priority for them. It sounds like, and for me, I agree. I think Correa should be the priority. He just fit in so well. I thought he fit in really well with the front office, with Baldelli, with Buxton, with the young guys. Jose Miranda is going to go to his house in Houston to work on his defense. He built these relationships. I think they're in a spot. The payroll books are so clean. They have two players under contract for 2024 at guaranteed salaries. Byron Buxton and Randy Dobnap making $2.5 million. So it's it, the books are so clean, and it's they don't run you know fifty million dollar payrolls. They were about one forty last year. They got money to spend, and if you're gonna go do it, now's the time for Carlos Correa. And I think his fit was great. I believe him when he said he loved it. Of course, I'm a Minnesotan. I want to believe that he loved it here, but I think he did, and I think he he enjoyed his time, and I think he'd be open to a long term relationship as long as the dollar figures there. So it starts with Correa, and again, it sounds like. They want Correa before they really move on anything else or invest heavily in, in anybody else. I think the biggest obstacle for Correa staying in Minnesota is the fact that look at I was I did a um, uh, a crossover with Locked On Cardinals the other day where I pointed out that Correa would be a perfect fit in St. Louis, um, but the team I, I look at 
I'm not saying this to upset you, Nash. I know you're a very excitable man. <laughs> but I think that he's going to go to Baltimore. Really? Uh, yeah, because I think, and here's why. Um, Baltimore made a huge step forward having a winning season this year. They could use a veteran sort of cornerstone for the team. They have money, and they want to be able to spend and make a splash come season ticket time as if to say, hey, we saw we're better, so we're going to put together a better team. And there's a little bit of a bad taste in the mouths of Oriole fans who saw that the team was in contention for a wild card spot and they traded away Mancini and Lopez at the trade deadline instead of adding to the team. I heard about that. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and I think that bringing in a big star would be them saying, Hey, 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 we're just, we're, we're just clearing some books for a star right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Correa is a fit in LA or New York. I don't think he's going to land either one of those places. I think actually, the Maybe Dodgers either. are going to sign Xander Bogarts, mm. and the Yankees are going to be um, trying to Voltron, Greg Gagne, Spike Owen, and <laughs> the late Tony Fernandez to be the, their new shortstop instead of signing a free agent. Mm -hmm. But uh, he was a fantastic fit. Correa was a fantastic fit in Minnesota. Seamless. I think that if they if they went to the playoffs, I think he would have already have signed his long term deal with them. Um, I wonder how much the bad ending put a bad taste in Korea's mouth. But again, let's say it's whoever brings up the biggest brains right. truck is where yeah. is what's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Baltimore, to me, if I was like looking strictly from where do I have the best chance to make the playoffs, I would argue that Baltimore was but they were better than the Twins in a much more difficult division. But the truth is, the Twins are still in the Central. <clears throat> Excuse me, Baltimore is still in the AL East. And I, I still, I think Baltimore is a good young team. Like they're coming up, they're going to be nasty. I love Adley Rutschman. I love what they got. They got going there. They're still going to be behind the behemoth, you know, Yankee Red Sox, Red Sox payrolls. The Rays are always good. They're still in a spot where are they a year or two? Are they, you know, are they still three? Year? I mean, I don't know where their timeline is in the central. You can get back up there. Like we saw, you can be in first place for a hundred plus days after winning 73 games. And that's, Partly because, like you said, I don't think the Twins were as bad as, as 2021 showed, but they really benefited from the Central being so down for most of the year before Francona's Guardians just went on a, a torrid stretch in September. If I'm Correa, like, I, I, I would view the Central as a way to get back into the playoffs, but I, I agree with you. I think he's a good fit for Baltimore. The, the team to me that's scary is San Francisco. Yeah. I, like I'm, when I'm analyzing his market, Baltimore is like a dark horse to me. I don't think Jed Hoyer is going to do it with the Cubs. I just don't think it's going to happen. San Francisco is the one because I think Judge is going to go to New York. I think the Giants are going to pivot to Correa. What's your sense on that? I I, I do think Judge is going to resign with the Yankees because they just they, there's no way, no way they no. can afford. I just don't go. see it. I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't think they, they could. I don't think they could possibly let him go. So, you know, with, you know, with that in mind, um, you know, Correa becomes one of the big players. Correa will sign with the Portland Pickles if he's offered <laughs> the most from the Portland yes. Pickles. Yes. He'll, he'll sign with the Macon Bacon. The Savannah Bananas. Savannah oh, Bananas. Yeah. You know. Now, what do you think about the Twins? Do they have a shot at Jacob DeGrom? 
Jeff, you don't have to worry. I think there's no chance. <laughs> I was setting up the Jeff. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's any chance the Twins are signing Jacob Degrom. But we said it about Correa last year, and then that unique deal happened. I guess you never know. But uh, the only way I would see that happening is if somehow Degrom got to the end of the offseason, the Twins missed out on Correa, missed out on everybody, and they have money to spend. And Degrom says, "Well, I'll sign for one year and fifty million. But Jeff, don't worry, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And by the way, I just think. I'm not a betting man, but I think it is an absolute surefire bet that uh, Aaron Judge is going to return to the New York Yankees. I would be stunned. I would be stunned. But if you want to put money on him signing with the Minnesota Twins, my recommendation <laughs> is to go to Bet Online. Did you know that Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis? Get the latest odds and trends. I'll tell you why I'm laughing in a second. For every professional to amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you'll find those at BetOnline as well. We're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. By the way, uh, thanks so much for making Locked On MLB your first listen. For your second listen, check out, well, Locked On Twins. For your third lesson, check Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On today is available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Am I still on? Yes. Do you still hear me? Sound, okay, you sound exceptional. Uh, yeah, there was a little, there was a little in my mm. in my headphones, uh, and I thought maybe that was the Matrix. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in non-twin news today, uh, Aaron Judge joined. Uh, he becomes the first uh, uh, MVP from the Yankees since A Rod. Oh, beloved A Rod Jeter never won. Never won it. Yeah, he never, never won, won it. it. Rivera never won it. The year that Jeter looked like he was a lock to win it. Justin Morneau. Yeah, and it's just, it's always the way the big market twins always <laughs> overshadow. <laughs> I know, I know. Play. We beat them on the twins. Beat them on the field too. I'm sorry, it's it's tough. So, all right, now there, there was a great, uh, uh, there was a great, uh, the players who won the MVP. For the Yankees. Now, in this offseason, I'm going to be playing a game called Name Them. I'm going to have on sometimes locked on hosts or sometimes outsiders. And to give you an example of how Name Them is played, I will say there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 Yankees have been named MVP. Over the years, and I would have two contestants, and I would say, name them. Okay. So the first one would have to say one, and the next one would have to say another. And they go back and forth until someone, until you stall out. So I'm going to do this in this would only this. I have it in front of me, so I right. can't play it. But <laughs> I'm wondering if you can name the 14 Yankees who have won the MVP. All right. By the Judge? way, I'll tell you the okay. 14th one. Is oh, hold on, is that uh, that's eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty? Yeah, fourteen. Okay. Now the most recent one is Aaron Judge. Yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and I mentioned a Rod. 
Okay. Okay. Ruth. Uh, by the way, Chase Peer also wanted us to say Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge MVP. There yes. you go. He did it. He did um, it. Um. Okay. How many of these can you name? You, you got Judge. You got A Rod. Who else you got? Ru- Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. Roger Maris. Roger Maris. Joe Torre. Nope. Never Ooh. played for the Yankees. Oh, he, he never he, played for the Yankees. He won the MVP, but he won the MVP as a member of the Cardinals. Oh, okay. You're testing my knowledge. Robbie Cano did not win it. No, he did not. Hmm. I should. I got to know Yankee greats better. So yeah, I don't. I don't know him well enough. Well, there's a couple. There's 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 a couple of huge ones you didn't say. Okay. Um, Mickey Mantle. Mickey, Mickey Mantle. Mantle. Um. Give me give me some positions. First base. Two Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig, another first baseman. Uh I, I need your I need your assistance. Recent, beloved by Stacy Gotsulius. Oh, recent first baseman. More recent than Lou Gehrig. <laughs> recent. Recently. Beloved by beloved by eighties Yankee fans. How about Don Mattingly? Don Mattingly, thank okay. you. Okay, okay. Mattingly. Three catchers. Wow. Three catchers. Jorge Posada. Nope. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think you want MVP. Um Huh. Piazza never played for the Yankees. Not even a little bit. No. Um, one of them could be the most beloved Yankee of all time. Certainly the one who won the most <laughs> rings as a Yankee. No one came close to winning more rings as a Yankee than this guy. What's the first letter of the last name? B. Oh. <laughs> I should know, Sully. I don't. I don't know. By the way, how many rings did he win, Jeff Cohen? And Jeff Cohen. Ten rings. Ten rings, this man, as a player. I'm I'm blanking. And he also managed the Yankees to the World Series. And I'll give you a hint. He was a catcher who was very quotable. Mm. Hanna-Barbera named a cartoon bear after him. Bear. Uh I know it. It's on the tip of my tongue. I just can't. I can't. Like I'm under the I'm under the gun. I feel Yogi like Berra. Yogi Berra. Yes, of course. I feel like I was on Jeopardy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the other two catchers include Elston Howard, who broke the color barrier for the Yankees. Yeah. And probably the both the one Yankee that even Red Sox fans know, don't belittle this Yankee in front of Yankee fans, and that is the late Thurman Munson. Mm. Um. The uh, holy cow, Phil Rizzuto won it one year. Um, the two most obscure ones, pitcher Spud Chandler won it in the 40s, mm. and Joe Gordon also won it in the 40s. Um, but yeah, there's some big names on there, like the core, none of the core four. Right. You know, you know no Posada, Jeter, Jeter Pettit, or Rivera, yeah. no Bernie Williams. I was going to uh, say no, Bernie. I was going to say Bernie, but no, yeah, not Bernie Williams. No, no Bernie Williams. Uh, Reggie never won it as a member of the Yankees. Mm. Reggie won it as an A? Yes, he did win with the Oakland A's. Okay. Uh, Dave Winfield never won, even though he had many, many great seasons. Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. I think he's from I think he's from St. Paul. Yes, he is. He's from St. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my favorite thing about Dave Winfield, 
um, who I met once at an event, very, very, you know, very, very tall dude, mm-hmm. um, drafted by the, this is when they had the ABA and the NBA were competing leagues uh, in basketball. And several, when the ABA folded, uh, f- I think four of the teams became NBA teams, the Nets, the Spurs, the Pacers, and there was one other one. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I'm not, this is not locked on NBA or ABA. But Dave Winfield was drafted by both the NBA and the ABA and the NFL and the San Diego Padres. Wow. And went right to the major leagues and had a Hall of Fame career. Well, he was a stud at the U. At yeah, the, he was at the University of Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so yeah, there you go. So so uh Aaron Judge joins that list of so um those lists of Yankee MVPs. Um, he beat out uh, Shohei Otani, who got a pair of MVP votes himself. I completely understand the people who voted for Otani. I am not going to be that person to be like, uh, how can you have done that? That didn't know. I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. it. If if Judge had anything less than a historic season, I would be the first one screaming. Uh, for Otani from the top of my lungs, but it it was, you know, this was the year for uh for Judge, uh, Goldschmidt uh edged out his teammate Nolan Arenado, um, boy, you know, it's funny. It's like the Cardinals certainly went for it with those trades, and it's paid off. Mm-hmm. I don't know which prospects they gave up to get Goldschmidt and Arenado, <laughs> but they're not worth. The first and second, yeah, uh, in the MVP votes right there. So, um, what are your thoughts on the uh, ML from the uh, most valuable player uh, votes we have today? I mean, I think to me it was it was obvious from I would say like June on for Goldschmidt. That was just mm-hmm. he was just absolutely destroying, and Manny was amazing. Like Manny had a great year, his best year as a Padres yes. certainly yes, to absolutely. this point. He was outstanding in the postseason. Like Manny had a great year. Goalie did not have a, a good postseason, not a good postseason series, but he was just unconscious all year in a park that's tough to hit at. And I wondered because his first half of his first season in St. Louis it was in 2019. He wasn't great. And then he kind of came on in the second half of that season, but he finally has had like his first full MVP level season in St. Louis. We saw it in Arizona, how good he was in the AJ Pollock, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Justin Upton days, how good Goldie was there. It was fun to watch him do that this year especially at Mizzou. I'm like hearing about it. And then, yeah, Judge, I mean, the second half of his season. It, it, Shohei is so great as well. Judge just, he was he was so, so good. The, right. the second half took off unconsciously good, you know, just as much and better than Goldschmidt was. And that's saying something because Goldie had such, a, had such a nice year. But it was historic. Shohei was, was himself, which is incredible. And Judge just had a season that we're going to talk about forever. And you'll talk about on this podcast forever too. Yeah. By the way, I, I got it wrong. I thought it was, I thought uh, Arenado finished second, but actually Machado finished second. Mm. Um, and it was pretty close, certainly between second and third. Um, it's interesting how close in terms of points, uh, Jordan Alvarez was 232 points and Otani 280. That was pretty, pretty close. By the way, uh, Luisa rise. Yeah, uh, one fifth place vote, one seventh place vote, and one ninth place vote for twelve points, and that's ahead of Rafael Devers and Kyle Tucker 
and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who I believe I picked to win the MVP at the beginning of the year. Louis had such a special year, too, especially the first half. He tapered off. He was dinged up in the second half like most twins were. But Louis Arise, special year for him. He kind of carried. He was the catalyst of the offense in the first half. He often is for them. When Louis and, and Buxton are healthy together in the same lineup, those two are so dynamic as a, as a pairing. And he, he's just, he was automatic in the first half. Big hits, runners in scoring position. His career numbers with runners in scoring position are, uh, are off the charts. He's so fun to watch. All right. Well, he was also fun to watch. Nash yes, Walker, the host of Locked On <laughs> Twins. So uh, where can people follow you? Um, and, uh, and where can people tweet to you this, the final night of tweeting? Yeah, at NashWalker9 on Twitter if we stick around. Uh, people are putting up their Instagram, Sully. I don't know. My Instagram is more of like a personal. I, I don't really use Instagram for, for uh, content. I don't know if you're you going to. <laughs> no, I might have to. No. You may you have, have to. MySpace, uh, walkie. No, that'd be great, though. We could move over there. At NashWalker9, Lockdown Twins, wherever you get your podcast. Keep listening to Sully. I know you got a fan base here, Sully. They love you, and they should. By the way, the reason I was chuckling during the bet online ad read was because uh i'm going to pull back the curtain i'm recording a couple of evergreen episodes that will be played during thanksgiving week you know so i can you know not be spending thanksgiving doing a a a podcast and as i'm reading the ad read for bet online i found myself saying wait a minute did i already do this is this the second time i'm doing bet online and uh, um, but no, no, it was the first time for this show. But if we did it twice, then you can go to Bet Online twice no, as much. It's the best place. It's the best it place. Is. It's, it's where the game starts. To get your fix. To get yes. your fix. <laughs> By the way, to get your fix here, follow us wherever you get. You know how to follow people at this point. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to us in your earbuds. Uh, the we're seeing a, a a social media giant collapse beneath our feet. But by the time the rubble is there, it's like that scene, the Godzilla film after Godzilla stomped through Tokyo, <laughs> where people are overlooking the damage. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find. Uh, so you can find me. Just type in Sully Baseball uh, and you'll either get me or State University of New York Sullivan's baseball team. Uh, and either feed is pretty good. This has been Locked On MLB for the 17th day of November 2022 with Nash Walker of Locked On Twins. I'm Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.